where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Notes and Nuggets. It's time for the Rutherford Report with our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. With Dan McLaughlin, I'm Anthony Stolzer. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Let's head to our 101 ESPN celebrity line. We're joined by our guy, Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic. He's our Blues insider. JR, happy Thanksgiving to you. You two guys, you two guys, and I was just with your uh, other guy, Riv, at the rink uh, out in this uh, Arizona sun. So he's catching some rays out here on the job signing it. Yeah, is he working or hardly working? Ha ha ha. I think he, uh, what, he pulled off the interview with Steve? So does he, <laughs> it just made me laugh. I haven't heard that one in a while. It's supposed to be Did stupid. he cover a segment for you guys? Does he get the interview with Chief? Yeah, he's well. He's supposed to send it over. That, that I'm I'm sure he did it. At him using <laughs> technology to send the interview over, Jr. could be a little spotty, but I'm I'm sure our guy figured it out. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah, I think he did do it. He said he did it, so it should be on its way. There you go. Hey, Jr. Good to be with you at the uh, Missouri Athletic or no, the uh, Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. I was thinking of RMAC. <laughs> yeah, you were. RMAC is something that Anthony and I love to uh, go to together and take steams together. <laughs> but I was thinking of the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, which we were at on Sunday, and uh, it was good to see Barrett Jackman go in. It was uh, a great speech and something I know that he was very proud of. But good to see you. It really was, yeah. Thanks for letting me sit at your table there, Dan. And I think that uh, when I saw that list of people that were getting inducted, the list just kept going on on and on. It was amazing. You know, first you're looking at uh, Adam Wainwright and Barrett Jackman, and then our friend Bernie Miklas at the Post-Dispatch and 101 for so many years, and Kenny Wallace. Uh, and then, Dan, as you know, the stories beyond those uh, famous people that have played pro sports here in St. Louis, you know, just all the folks from WashU and around the area, uh, Southeast Missouri State University. Just heartwarming stories. So they did a great job with that over at the Chase, and that was fun to be at. Hey, uh, JR, with the Blues and Coyotes ready to go tonight after a couple of nights off, what do we really? What do we need to know about this matchup when it comes to the Blues? And maybe not the matchup, but line combinations, defensive pairings. What do we need to know ahead of tonight's game? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to play Arizona again. They don't play them all 81 games, uh, 82 <laughs> games a year. But, uh, but uh, it does seem like they play them a lot. But they're going to play them, what, for the third time this season, and then they come back here in December. So tonight's game, I talked to Craig Bruby. 
Matter of fact, I'm following him around all day long today, uh, shadowing him for an upcoming story at The Athletic. So he's given lots of insights as to what it's like to be an NHL coach, and we'll get a one-day glimpse here, and I'll have that article coming up. But I just spoke with him, and and we got the line combinations for tonight's game. And the key in it is that uh, Jake Neighbors is going to be moved up to the second line. He's going to play with Brandon Saad and and Braden Shen, and uh, Verana is pushed out. So he'll be a healthy scratch. Uh, Talking to Bruby about him, he said that, they need more from him. They said he can skate like the wind, and he's got a great shot, but they're just not seeing enough work from him. So he'll be a healthy scratch tonight. And then the D pairs are the same. Tyler Tucker will sit out his seventh straight. Craig Bruby said they'll get him in soon. Uh, he's a big part of the future, he said, uh, but not tonight. And then the Bennington and Nett. How about the right wingers, Jr. and just trying to get that side of the ice going? Yeah, that's a big thing here. Um, you, you know, you got Jordan Cairo. The goals are going to come. Dan, they haven't come yet. Uh, but then after that, you've had Kapanen up there. I asked Baruby a couple of weeks ago, I said, is he a guy where um, he can be a top six forward on this team? And he said, you know, he's getting his confidence back offensively, but it's just not there yet. So he's down on the third line. And then Vrana, you know, they've had him on the third line most of the year, but he hasn't produced as much either. So they're going to have to do something, I think, looking forward in the offseason, a trade, a free agent acquisition. But for now, Jake Neighbors is going to get that opportunity, and he's deserving. He scored in each of the last two games. For people wondering, his billet family from Canada, who he lived with growing up, went to the last two games, so a little good luck charm. They are not here tonight, so he's going to have to do it on his own. But I like Jake Neighbors' game. He might not be a 15-year guy in terms of playing on the top two lines, but I think that he can do that, and now it's going to be his opportunity tonight against Arizona. Jeremy Rutherford joining us right now on the Fast Line on 101 at ESPN. JR, going back to Verona, is this a situation, and I realize I'm asking you this about a player that you don't know how he's going to perform one way or the other or behave or act or you know whatever, but given his skill set, is he, is he a fit ultimately for what Craig Bruby wants out of his forwards? I don't think so. I think what Craig Bruby said today about him that stuck out to me is he's, he's just looking for that goal, and now people are going to say, yeah, isn't that what a guy like him does? I mean, he's an instant offense type of guy with his shot. We've seen it a couple times this year. Yeah, that's fine, but you need everybody to commit. Even the Jordan Kyrie's 37 goals, you know, Craig Bruby and his staff are, are pushing him to, to play both ends of the ice, and they're just not seeing it with Verona. Where look, look how it's worked with Kyrie. You know, people want to criticize the staff or whomever for, you know, pushing Kyrie and, you know, scratching him or limiting his ice time at certain points. Uh, throughout his career early, uh, look who, what it's turned him into. Like I know that he's not there yet. People will say, hey, he still takes some shifts off, but he's a guy who it's clicked with. And, you know, Verona's a different situation because Kyrie's got that eight-year deal. Verona's a pending free agent, so, you know, I'd expect him probably to be gone after this year, if not moved at the trade deadline, if he's putting up uh, any sort of numbers. Uh, but I just don't see him fitting into the style, fitting into what Craig Bruby wants, and I think this is probably a situation that'll look pretty similar most of the year. Hey, they call this thing Mullet Arena. Yeah, I think there is an official name to it, but it does say Mullet Arena on uh-huh. the side of it, so it's not—it's not like a nickname that people call it that. It's a legit name. Do you ever have a mullet, Jr.? <laughs> I have, yeah, and uh, I'll never forget. So, growing up in Jefferson County, you had to have the uh, business in the front and party in the back. <laughs> um, but the one time uh, I know that our football team over there at Lutheran South, we shaved our numbers into the side of the head. And me being a, a lineman, you know, I had the sixty-three shaved in the side of my head. And so, what happened was my grandma passed away, 
And the next day, a couple of days later, I go to the uh, the funeral. So you're at the wake, and I'm walking around. I, I must have looked like an idiot, guys. Oh, <laughs> no. Granny. And, and you know how it is. Yeah, you got all of her you know, 70-year-old friends walking around saying, you're the grandson? What the hell's up with your hair? <laughs> she, told, she told us about you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Jr. when it comes to the the defense specifically, do you feel as though uh, getting you know just observing this this team, talking with Chief, talking to some of the other players and the coach the, the coaches, do you feel as though that this system is sustainable moving forward? That that you have complete buy in from these players because that's the, that was the big storyline this offseason. Yeah, it was a big storyline, and so far, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I haven't had any conversations with players where they're opposed to it, you know, they're not adapting to it or don't think that it can be uh, successful. I think they, I think that uh, they're on board, and I think the biggest thing in hockey, which we've seen in every sport, guys, you guys have seen it too, is the positive reinforcement. When it works and, and players see that it works, you know, then they buy into it. So, yeah, if this season goes off the tracks and and they just don't feel like it's something that is helping them have success then you're going to lose that buy-in but but so far it's really worked and i know there's been a game or two here or there that you know doesn't look pretty uh but i think by and large for the most part these guys have bought in and uh, on on the nights where they're playing well and it's defense is creating some offense, they really like what they're doing. Jr. It looks like the power play has improved. It's not great by any means. It has improved slightly, but they still rank 31st in the NHL. What 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 are they doing with the power play? What have they used the off time on the road to do during practices? Uh, those kind of things to to get this thing a little bit better. Yeah, Danny worked on it uh, today at the mullet, and uh, you know they have Scott Prinovich quarterbacking that top unit, which you know people can say, yeah, it's about time. Uh, but I think that was a pretty significant move. Look, this was a guy who didn't play a lot the first handful of games, ten games or so, but now he's in there and supplanted Tory Krug as that quarterback on that power play one. So I think first and foremost that's been a key. Uh, but also, I, I just think that they've been a lot more direct, and uh, the passes are quicker. You saw the goal by Buchnevich the other night, just you know, right through the slot area, and then he's getting the shot off quick. We didn't see that in the past, so still a long ways to go. It's it's odd that you know we measure success by saying they scored one power play goal in the last couple of games. <laughs> that that's that's what the bar kind of where we're at, that's, though. Yeah, yeah. Jr. Great yeah. stuff. Uh, like I said, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks a lot. Have a good holiday tomorrow. Thank you, too, you. buddy. Again, that's uh, JR, Jeremy Rutherford. Good dude. Great dude.